Welcome to the Second Life Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Corcoran. All right, I'm here with my one of my very, very, very best friends, Junior Mapati. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, man. How about you? Good. Um, so I just want to explain a little bit. You and I have been friends probably for four or five years now, and oh, yeah. um, it started out like just you know being cool with each other in the same room and like talking when necessary. To like, we got to a point to where you actually moved into my house. And um, we had a house full of guys, which was just nuts. Um, it was it was a crazy house at the time. But uh, we were all trying to live in community with one another. We were all brothers in Christ. And uh, it was one of the best times I've had living with people. And uh, you and I, there was no other room in the house. And so you, like, there were no no open rooms. And so you and I decided that, out of anyone that could share a room, like our personalities wouldn't clash and we were right. And so it turned out to be an awesome experience mm-hmm. and I absolutely loved it. And, um, I'll always remember, uh, just all the, you know, late nights we would stay up talking when we should have been going to bed <laughs> and, uh, and then you moved out right before I got married. So, uh, mm-hmm. I definitely look back and I miss it, man. So I'm yeah. really, I'm really happy for all the memories that we've made so far traveling yeah, bro. together, going to California twice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've probably been on some other like things, but I, it's not coming to my mind right now. Red River Gorge. Uh, we yeah, we, we went camping at Red River Gorge, yeah, but yeah. that was with a, another group of people, but yeah. it, it still counts. Yeah. So that still counts. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, you know why you're here. Um, no need to like fill up a bunch of time in the beginning. Let's just get straight to it. Tell All me right. tell me about you. All right. Yeah, man. Uh, Zach, thank you for yeah, having me on here, bro. Uh, this is exciting, man. I just remember like I was telling you before we got in, um, before we started, I was like, I remember being in the room that we're in now that we... Like, I remember you saying, like, you want to start a podcast and, like, I want to have you on. And, I mean, just seeing this room and just seeing, like, when I when I walked in, I was like, I saw some restorative work. Like, that's yeah. how I saw everything and everything set up. And so, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited um, to be here. Uh, yeah. Um, and just excited for the listeners out there um, just to hear um yeah just my story and just how god changed my life in a lot of different ways and a lot of scenarios um, crazy scenarios and just some wild stuff and actually it's been i can't even remember the last it's been a while like since i've like told like my my full story and Mm -hmm. like kind of like my testimony for yeah it's just been a while so, man, I don't even know where to start. Um, I probably would just start with just, like, um, childhood, like, was born in Lansing, Michigan. Okay. Um, Lansing, Michigan. Um, me and my brother, Jesse, we were born at Lansing, Michigan. Um, and then about three, I was about three years old, um, my, uh, my father passed away of 
cardiac arrest mm-hmm. um, when I was really, really young. So I didn't get to know my dad um, that much. And that put like a whole, uh, just a big strain um, in just my, just like my thinking of like not having a dad. What does my life experience are going to look like, like moving forward? And so, and then, so after when he died, um, I think it was like a year later, we moved to Ohio because my mom's sister at the time was living here and she was actually going to school. I think she was finishing her degree at New York, New York University, um, because okay. now she works at PNG. Um, she's been working at PNG for a long time. And my cousin, uh, I have two of my cousins, one of my cousins who... Actually, he plays football for St. X. He actually, they actually won a, they they won state this year, this past year, and um, very good athlete. Um, one of the um, star cornerbacks in their team, and mm. and just a really great family. I just, I, I love, yeah. They're just like they're just fun kids. It's why it's it, like growing up. It's always been. Um, I would always look forward to going over to their house and just, it's always a crazy time and all cousins are running around. And so, so moving um, here was probably like an exciting idea for you because you'd be around your family. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. And that too. And for my mom, I mean, my mom was a single parent at that point. Mm -hmm. So she, I mean, there was no way like we were going to sustain, um, living where we were at. And actually there, there's actually a cool story. So the, the house that we lived in, in Lansing, so my dad would always play the lottery. My mom would tell me these crazy stories how after work, he would always play the lottery. He would go to the same gas station and pick up a lottery like lottery ticket every day because he wanted to, like, he just wanted a bit win. And like like everybody else who plays the lottery. And so, so he is, <laughs> it was it's wild. When my mom told me the first time about this, I was like, what? So my dad is like, I guess one day comes home and tells my mom like, I I want ten thousand oh dollars, and gosh. we're like, wait, what? So so the ten thousand dollars, so he used that most of that money, I think, in our down payment for the first house that we lived in, which is a really cool story and i didn't know that in michigan yeah in michigan yeah which was really cool i was like oh wow because we had a pretty we had a decent nice house we had a really decent nice house and um and i remember like a couple years back i drove to lansing by myself because i i wanted to go back and just see back in my roots and it was just so wild zach being back at where life started to happen for me Mm -hmm. um a lot of emotions were intact. Like uh, even even though I don't remember much, but just from seeing from pictures and stuff, like it was just really, it was just, it just brought me back um, and just very a very humbling moment, very surreal moment. Like man, like th- like this is the house that I grew up in and like yeah. started at and as a child, um, and so I can yeah. relate to that. Yeah. So it's yeah. So I mean it's it's crazy um it's crazy but but yeah but anyways like so like we moved here um and about i'm gonna say we moved into the sycamore area and i knew you you because you knew my brother yeah right you knew my brother so like and i don't like part of me remembers seeing you and like when you were there but like 
it's just it's a it's just hard to remember like it's yeah. hard but like i do remember like um my brother jesse would talk about that i was like yeah dude zach man i would see zach all the time I'm like really like how do i not remember but you were only there for a short time wasn't it was it like yeah you guys moved away and i stayed there like two more years i think oh, and you guys were already in mason and that's then right. like yeah i came to mason the beginning of my seventh grade year and mm-hmm. then i saw jesse i was like Holy crap, we used to go to school with each other in Sycamore. Yeah. <laughs> and then years down the road, you and I become friends. And yeah. I remember that I didn't realize that Jesse had a brother, which was you at the time. Right, right. I put the right. pieces together with the last name. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because we were only cause I think we were at a Sycamore school district till about fourth grade, about fourth or fifth grade. And yeah, and then, yeah, I moved into the Mason District schools in fifth grade, um, and then I was going to Mason ever since then. But then, yeah, then we moved into Mason. I remember being so sad, bro. Like, I... Moving from Sycamore to Mason? Yeah, I was, I was, I remember I was feeling, I was begging my mom to stay in Sycamore. I was like, I don't want to go because, like, obviously when you think of mason you think of rich kids you think of oh yeah. my gosh smart people classy everyone like just the whole yeah like i just remember when i was younger would hear a lot of that and was just just so like man just so nervous uh so nervous to like be like will i fit in like mm-hmm. and will there be anybody there that would um look like me i think that was a big piece because like people and like uh, i think sycamore well mason's becoming this more now especially in this day and age but sycamore i remember at the time like a lot of my friends uh were black and who looked like me so it was just so i mean there there's that connection there so it was just almost so like man these are my people you felt more comfortable yeah felt comfortable like we're we're i mean and yeah and first time i mean kid you not bro like when i went to mason i was like man I've never been surrounded by so many white people at once. <laughs> I was like, this is, and it was so new. Like I've never yeah. been in an environment like that. Like the the environment that I've always been used to has been in environments where people who look like me and just pretty diverse all around. Um, my best friend, like couple, like I know me and my brother grew up with this uh, um, one family that they're from Puerto Rico. Hmm. And oh my man, they were just an awesome. They were just awesome people to grow up with, man. And I'm and and I remember they would teach us Spanish a lot. Like they would teach us Spanish all the time. And he like they they were they were they were like definitely like our people. Um, they were. I mean, they would babysit for us. Like they would do. I mean, they would cook dinner and like bring food and just random times. And so yeah, I mean yeah, just all different diverse out of the whole spectrum so it was yeah so that was really cool so like coming from that going (laughs) to mason was like oh my gosh like where am i then it's like culture shock yeah yeah like definitely culture shock but then that like i guess like over time man like over time um it was cool like once i started playing sports um once i started playing sports is when I started to actually like meet people. Um, um, like I started to, so I started playing basketball. I remember I made the basketball team in sixth grade, and then and then I was like, all right, I'm pretty decent. Like I'm a decent athlete. Like 
I'm nothing great, but I can do I can do stuff. And so I remember basketball and then once I got into middle school, track. Track was um that was actually the that that was like probably one of the because I only did track because I wanted to get faster in football. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to pursue anything. I didn't want to like go serious with track. So I remember in seventh grade, I was like, people were like, Junior, you're fast. You should run track. I was like, no, I'm only doing this to get in shape so I can be better at football and get get speed work. And then I remember my coach at the time, Coach Petty's, he was he was he was an amazing coach. He was all like, I'm, I kid you not, bro. Like every single day he would come into like the track and was always eating an apple that was a, that was his thing like coach petty's green apple green apple just eating green apple and um and i remember him telling me he was like towards the end of the season of my i think it was my 8th grade year he was like junior like you should you should stick with track and i remember like i like kind of like pushed out i was like no i'm i'm just trying to get faster for football but then he was like, you, you, you should do track. I'm like, no one doesn't like running. <laughs> I was like, yeah. man, I don't like running. And so, um, so yeah, so I mean, I, I listened to his advice. I listened to his advice, obviously. And, um, I started, yeah, I started take, I, I, I played football until my sophomore year. And then my sophomore year I was done. I was like, I'm going to focus in track, um, and see what I can do there. And then like, man, like, Things kind of like took off there, dude, in high school. I mean, I was um, all four years I was varsity letterman. Dang. Um, That's I, an achievement. Yeah, dude. I, I never thought that um, just coming from a uh, just a humble perspective. Like um, we we had a really good relay team. Um, I remember the guys that I ran with, especially in the four by four, like um, those guys, we just bonded. I mean, that was I could not think of a better bonding like time where I played sports like besides like track like the bond that we all had four of us in the relay and we were just I mean we were man we were a good squad I mean we went to state we went to nationals my senior year um at Greensburg North Carolina that mm. was fun and and I remember like looking back in the film uh I remember like when I I remember when I got the baton because I was always the second leg. I remember uh, the guy in the announcer was like, "Junior Mapati from Mason, Ohio, is like going on the lead," and I, it was like, "Dang, like this is crazy!" Like it, it was just wild, and I remember being like so excited and hearing that once I watched uh, the video when they uploaded the video. Um, so yeah, so I mean, like track was. Track was everything mm-hmm. up to that point. And track was my everything for a while, man. Um, it got to a point where it got very, uh, it just, I just, I, I made it like an idol. Mm. And so I had the, like, it, I mean, God, this is where, kind of where like my testimony goes and how like God just, man, just did things for, just for the good. And even though there was, there's still some, hurdles and some aching and some pain and some wounds it's still cool to see how god just used me in that um and so like man like the first first couple years i was like man 
I'm in and out of school. I was just like in and out in school. Um, I was like, man, I really want to do track. Like my goal is like, I want to, I want to run in collegiate level, like possibly run Olympics. Like I want to, I was just making big goals for myself and I never, I never put myself, I never thought of myself other than just an athlete or like a runner like aspect. I've always thought like, you're an athlete. That's it. Like I don't have anything potentially outside of being an athlete. And I think that's where a lot of that is taught, especially in the African-American community. Like when, when, especially when it comes to school, like they're like, don't, the only way you're successful is if you are really good at a sport, you get a scholarship, which obviously takes you a full ride to go into whatever college education you're going to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like that is your term as like being just, you're, you're just successful in that sense if you want to like succeed. And so I remember for a while, like that's what I've always believed. I've always believed um, that I was like I was just an athlete. Like I'm just an if I'm not an athlete, I am nothing. <laughs> so you felt nothing. like you had no value unless you were pursuing yes. athleticism. Yeah. Okay. It, yep. Exactly, bro. Like I, it just felt, and then so like in, I think this was in 2013, 2013. So 2013, man. Like I didn't realize at the time. Now I'm thinking about it. Like I didn't realize in the time. Like how depressed I was when I got injured um, playing basketball. Um, I was playing in a summer league and I remember I was driving down the paint and I was going up for a shot. A guy clipped me in my left knee, dude. And I felt, I felt it. Like I heard it. I heard it pop. I was like, and I was like, Oh my gosh, went down the ground. Couldn't move. I tried to get up. I couldn't get up. Couple of my buddies were like, Junior, can you get up? I'm like, guys, I cannot get up. Like, I just heard a pop in my left knee. Like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, I can't run. And then I remember I tried to I was like, I can go back out there and try to run and tough it out. And mm. it just hurt. I was like, nope. Out. I was like, I can't. And that was the year, bro. I was I was in the summer training. Like I was training every day. I was actually about to run. Um excuse me, for a school um, called Muskegon at the time. They basically mm. gave me a full-ride scholarship. Um, they were just like, hey, we're just going to give you uh, our training log for the summer, keep up with the training log. And I, w- I was. I was going to the track every day, training, um, and just, just putting all my efforts in track, dude. And I just remember when that happened, when I injured myself, I felt just – man the the sense of like unworthiness and and purpose um just all falling at once um how i remember i was being dumb like the next day dude i tried to go run stadium steps when i got when i just recently injured my knee and like i was like okay this is bad so i went to the hospital and I remember, like, they just gave me some pain meds to, to reduce the swelling. Because, like, dude, my knee was, like, it was swelled up, bro. Like, it was swelled up to the point where I I was like, man, I can't even move out of my bed. It's uncomfortable to, 
um, even sleep because of, of all the swelling and pain. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. So I went to the hospital. They gave me pain meds to reduce the swelling. And then I remember I went to see another doctor like a week later, a physician just talking about if I need surgery or not. And he was like, your knee. He was like, Junior, I'm going to tell you now, like, most likely you can recover without a without a um, surgery or nothing. But like, if you're wanting to play like high intensity sports and like, I mean, like later down the road, like you're going to have to need surgery at some point. Like, and because he was like, it's either that or do like rehab, which I did rehab. Um, But then that was the moment, bro. I was in the doctors and I remember my mom was there at the time and just was like, I was just so defeated. I was so sad. I was like, man. And then I remember I had to call the track coach and tell the track coach. I was like, I won't be able to come this fall. Dang. Like, and he was like, well, we have to take the next guy up for the scholarship. And that broke me, dude. That broke me. It it, it, it drove me to depression. It, it drove me to, to anxiety. It, 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 and I didn't realize at the time that I was dealing with all that. I didn't know I was dealing with all that. Um, but it really did. It drove me to a depression, dude. And I was just so sad, not okay. It was like, what now? All I've known, like, pretty much growing up like was junior the athlete junior this junior track like just made it an idol um and it was unhealthy and i knew it got unhealthy um at the time and and i remember just like one night dude i this is uh this is this is a true story dude um i was i went one night just to a random gas station and was like I was just so defeated and so depressed. I was like, I'm just going to get a can of beer and just drink and just kind of like drink and cried and was just so defeated, man. Um, and so the next day I had one of my buddies. Do you remember Tyler Phillips at all? Yeah. Yeah, Dude. I do. Yeah. So Tyler Phillips, man. Oh, my gosh. So he... So that summer, he posts a status on Facebook saying like, hey, anyone going to, anyone wants to go to a road trip to Florida with me, like, I'll pay for gas, this, this, and that. Like, I just need somebody. And I was like, and I remember at the time, I was just like really sad and depressed. I was like, man, yeah, like, I want to go. I like messaged him like direct. I was like, I want to go. <laughs> I was like, I want to go. Um so like we go and dude this is where god comes into play bro it was just i was so depressed i was just so like not in the in the space where i wanted to like really pursue my dreams like i didn't know what my other dreams or potentials would be outside of being an athlete because that's that's all all you focused on yeah like that's what i focused on most of my life and never really took like serious consideration of being um like what what is junior outside of being an athlete like what do you like to do outside of being that and so um yeah so i we we drove down dude and like i remember we got to we stopped at a denny's in daytona beach i will never forget this we were at daytona beach bro seven in the morning we watched the sunrise and i remember tyler's like you want to go to denny's 
Danny's is right there. It's like across the street. And we're just eating. And we're like, what do we do now? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, And I, I had my thought in my head. I was like, dude, let's just go to Miami, Florida. I've never been to South Beach. Like, This was the time when LeBron was there. So it was Le- LeBron, D-Wade, um, Chris Bosh, the big three. So I'm like, bro, let's go. Like, I want to see their stadium. I mean, South Beach, bro. It's South Beach. Like, let's go. So we drove an extra like five hours, like five, six hours, bro. It's South, man. It's, it's down there. So we're driving and dude, we finally get there, man. Just bro. Miami is just beautiful, bro. Like so much palm trees. Like I just remember being like, Oh my gosh, like this is the life. Like I want to stay here forever. Um, and then I remember our first night, we were like, all right, what do we do? And we were just going out, um, seeing bars. Um, and then I remember, like, that first night, bro, I saw there's, like, a block where there's just so many, like, homeless people. There's just homeless people. And it's and it's wild, like, the, the homelessness in, like, in southern parts of Florida and, like, especially – warm places i mean we saw when we were in california dude like i remember when we were i think it was either the first time or second time i remember second probably both it was probably both bro i remember oh no i remember this specifically because i remember me and ross we were playing basketball and a guy was just like taking a shower like he had his clothes on by being he was legit had his body odor stuff like i mean he had like he was just taking a shower in one of those. What are those called? Like the, there was like an outdoor like sand wash off station. Yeah, because like you guys were playing yeah. basketball at Venice Beach, right on the boardwalk. Yeah, yeah. And like people probably come up and use that shower to like rinse off all the sand and whatnot before they go to their car. Yeah, and I was like, this guy is like really trying to get a shower right now, and just I mean, yeah. So it's yeah, and I just yeah, like it, it's. Yeah, like places like California and Miami. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, like it's the homelessness is wild. And so, um, so yeah, man. So the first time I noticed that, I was like, man, this is a lot of homeless people. And then second night, man, we go out and like, man, I, we, like I got drunk, like, and like just, man, we were just like walking in the boardwalk. And I remember... There was this guy who stopped us and he was like, hey, man. Um, he was homeless, right? Yeah, he was homeless. Homeless dude, uh, a believer. Um, I didn't realize he was a believer until um, I, when I started getting a little more sober and the way he was talking. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I forget his name. I wish I remember his name, man. Like all I remember that he wore a, a New York Yankees like uh cap mm. that that was that was the only thing i remember seeing like that's that was like the I, that's all i remember his story was wild man because he i guess was bouncing from place to place he, i mean he had everything made to him i mean he he uh he like owned his own, own business at one point like um he was pretty wealthy um until like him and his wife got in this like really horrible accident where Mm. his wife was killed and um and just everything kind of like went depleting there i mean i think i think he like from what i spiraled it sounds like yeah he just went on the spiral um 
yeah, he definitely mentioned like depression and just like he just went into this deep like yeah, like you said, spiral and was just yeah, just so out of it that I mean, it, it got to the point where he lost his job, he lost his company. Um and then he found himself homeless and he was bouncing from place to place. Dude, he walked he he used to live, I think it was in California. He walked across country, bro. Like where he was at now in Miami, I was like, "That's an incredibly long walk." I was like, I remember telling him telling me that. I'm like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "Yeah, like, dude, the journey, man." I'm like, "I cannot believe I'm hearing this right now." And so I remember talking to him like for a long time, dude. And then he was just mentioning stuff about Jesus and God and. And I just told him, I was like, dude, I'm really in a struggle bus, low key. Like, I'm just in a really just not a good place. And I think he knew. I didn't really have to say much if I wasn't a good place. I think he just knew. And he was just witnessing to me. Like, he was witnessing to me. Do you remember what he said? Like, can you, like, briefly summarize what he said to you? Like, the, like what he was, like, about God or just, like, about... Yeah, just about Yeah, God. like... like uh, when he was witnessing to you. Yeah, he was just... I mean, he's just... From what I remember, I remember him saying um, stuff like, you know, like God, God, he was like, God has you um, in his hands, Junior. Um, I just remember him saying that. And then he like began to proceed um, just talking about like the death and uh, resurrection of Jesus Hmm. and the crucifixion. And, and I do, this was the coolest thing. So he took like one of the, uh, you know, those like strings from the palm trees. Yeah. So he took it, bro. He made a cross as he was talking to me and witnessing, he was like making it into a cross. Did you notice he was doing that? Yeah. I noticed because like, that's what that actually, now that, now that you remind me, it reminded me because he, when I first was walking in the boardwalk, dude, he made everything out of those things. Wow. He made a turtle. Not lying. Made a turtle out of it. Bunch of crosses, bro. Bunch of them. A bunch of them. And and I just remember people were like laughing at him, dude. And like and I just remember that caught my eye and I felt like that was the moment where the spirit just led me there. Like growing up, like I've always like I necessarily never grew up in church. I was just invited. I was invited to a lot of like church events and from um, friendships and stuff. But like, um, like just with with church and and faith in Jesus, it was always like, yeah, I believe in God. But I never was like, hey, I'm actually gonna take my relationship with Jesus seriously and live it out and live it out. Yep, live it and out. And so, um, so yeah. So I remember he made the cross as as he was like talking to me and just was pretty much telling me the gospel and i remember he handed it to me and i remember i kept it for like two and a half years i was so mad i lost it some i don't know where how i lost it but i would always keep that like right beside of like my uh glove box in my car like just a reminder of how like the lord saved me that night because i remember he I remember that night after done talking to him, or I tried to like help him buy food, um, and 
he he was like no junior put put your money away and i was like no i'm gonna give you this money and and he and he he accepted it after a few hundred tries but he was just <laughs> like here and i was like all right all right but then he also told me a story dude where somebody gave him money and he bought the whole block where a lot of people were homeless burger king but not him he didn't want burger king he was like i'm trying to do what's in god's will and i wanted to help people and people were in need like i wasn't really hungry i'm gonna buy Dang, gonna he's in it. their spot too so yeah it's not like he's coming at them with money and food he's like he's in the same position they're in yeah yeah like he's in the same position but the the like dude like i i just think his humility bro like says a lot about who he is yeah his humility was really man dude i'm i'm just like kind of having a moment of like man like jesus really like just put that dude at the right time like i mean he really the the genuine like i remember even after that night bro i tried to look for him the other day me and tyler went to go look for him the other day because we were about to leave miami and all we kept saying on the drive back were like what what happened so tyler was with you as well right yeah tyler was with me and but after that he like lingered off somewhere else because i had to find him he was lingering off somewhere else but i had to go find him eventually but i remember being in the beach bro dark 3 a.m 3 30 a.m it was about 3 30 a.m i remember i called people and people i was telling people about what happened like how i'm telling you now mm-hmm. and they were like um junior i think you just need sleep and i was like already sober i was like sober and i was like no like i just experienced god then i called my other friend and i was telling um I was telling them like, hey, like I just had this crazy God moment. I think I just reaccepted Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I'm because the next day I did. I mean, the next night, because Tyler asked me, he's like, "What do you want to do?" I was like, "Honestly, man, can we just like chill and just talk and just even process what even happened last night and just, I mean, we can like chill, watch TV. I'm, I don't feel like going out. And I just remember I even tried to go out, bro. I just had no desire. I was like, no, I just don't want to. And I was like, yeah, like God really, like, really just came in and just, yeah. Dude, my life was never the same after that. It was never the same after that. It, that's when I knew I, my, that I was like accepted in the Christ family. Like that's the direction you wanted to go yeah, in after and that. Yeah, and that was yeah, and that was the hope, um, and him showing me through that, like the hope of like, dude, like the stuff, like the stuff that we have now, like stuff that we love, that are earthly things are not bad, and I don't want to assume like track is bad, loving your like favorite sports team is bad, um, being good at a sport is bad, or or love or having passion for it. It's just the matter of how your posture, like your posture um, towards it, towards it. Yeah. Because if you, cause a lot of it for me, dude, it was just identity. It was a, I was definitely dealing with identity crisis at the time. I was definitely dealing with a lot of just, yep. Like self-worth identity, um, my purpose. Um, I'm only known for this. If I'm not this, 
I am nothing. Um, and then like Jesus, and then when Jesus stepped in, he was like, dude, you are just enough. Like who you are is just enough, man. Like you're, you're just enough. And, and that's been a, a saying, like my girlfriend, Naomi has actually been saying that recently, like just reminding you. Yeah. Just remind, like you're enough. And to also telling her like, you're enough, not just for me saying to you personally, but God sees you that way. Mm-hmm. Like you're enough like you are enough and so that was when from then on dude like i just it's crazy when you're when you um when you give your life to christ you just have this different lens of how you view things now Mm -hmm. and not like because i think a lot of it i always believed it was like you know i've I've known people i've kind of shied away from the church at one point because there's a lot of just people that I knew like would just have this kind of like religious, like moral, like if you do this, this and this, like, they were God, self-righteous. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of, yeah, a lot of, a lot of self-righteousness, a lot of like, I am better. I get that. Um, so that was hard. It was hard for, and I, and I stepped away from, 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 from church for a while until, until that guy that I met um, in Miami showed me a different approach on how to follow Jesus in a way where I fell so in love with Jesus that obviously we're not, we're not supposed to keep it to ourselves. Like we're supposed to tell people that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it's just part of spreading his word. So like, like even right now, man, it's really cool to see that I am coaching um, at my old high school and something that I love doing love the kids love and and seeing that through a christian lens um and seeing like i think that was a way to where god was doing a lot of like just a restorative he knew my passion that's kind of like going back to that verse in psalm uh in psalm 37 when it's talking about like um the like having desires of of your heart from god like the desires of your heart like passions anything like you know like god like god sees our passions like pat he gives us passions for a reason like he gives us passions that we love as long as we are giving him glory because Mm -hmm. if we're not giving him glory we're just doing a lot of self here and it's like nope it's not it's not about me (laughs) it's 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 glorifying ourselves and like Mm -hmm. like propping ourselves up yeah and not him yeah right and yeah i mean yeah and i'm and i'm guilty of that i've done that before too and having i think we all are yeah and just like redirecting our hearts and checking our hearts like what's what's your heart and that's and that's always a constant learning even being as a christian man like it's just re re re-examining your heart and like where your heart is at like where's your heart is at like that's always a thing for me that i've always um did when just like when i'm processing stuff especially when i journal i journal a lot um that's where that's where i do a lot of just like okay like lord like a lot of my prayers is like examine my heart like where i'm at right now like what am i feeling um what's valid what's not what is things i have to like confront conviction um because like even before um I gave my life to Christ, dude. I've always struggled with con- conviction and condemnation. Hmm. And I I just remember from a few people that I knew at the time that were trying to show me um, about God. I just really, 
it did, it almost came from a place of like you're doing all these things bad dude god is just never gonna love you and like forgive you if you keep doing what you're doing and, and now we're just which is like, not true yeah we have oh yeah 100 percent, man and god knows that we're broken and this is why we're in need of him and <laughs> we mm-hmm. need jesus um and so that's I mean, when once that that homeless man showed me that lens of like forgiveness and not just because uh, I think a, a lot of us do this is cheap and grace a lot. And so like he was just like, there's that there's that reminder of like you are going to mess up like but there's always grace and forgiveness. And it's that it's that heart posture of like accepting what it is and, and owning owning it like i think that's a lot of things that i've learned is like especially when we're dealing with stuff that that we're you know struggling in the inside um i know that's helped for me like especially going to the counseling and like really just trying to work on myself and really know what ticks what makes me go insane what makes me upset why does this make like just always going behind the why like why like Mm -hmm. why 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 um and just why why this why that so and that's and that's been a a tremendous growth man of just you know seeking seeking um seeking help seeking um counsel seeking a professional who's a christian which is a very valuable um very valuable man like having them to like reaffirm you with truth um and just like and obtain that with with um even aligning with God's word and like what he says about us and like reminding ourselves, like telling, like there's a thing, there's an exercise I I need to start doing actually. There's an exercise where um, like just having a list of like, I remember I would like sometimes Google researchers research of like, what does, what does God think of me? Like just naming some of this, the stuff that God, says about us in, in scripture like affirmations affirmation scripture. yeah and just saying it to yourself dude if you keep saying that to yourself it's just it's a game changer it's a game changer um and so yeah so just like man like that's been a been a huge huge growing point in my life right now currently and just um yeah and not and not being afraid to uh seek help um i think a lot of us especially men we mm-hmm. we tend to bottle things up and i did that for the longest time even my childhood oh i got a cramp <laughs> i got a cramp oh, hamstring <laughs> this is terrible timing terrible timing oh man lord i really just want to say something Woo! Not on here, man. I know. I'm just I, that's oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That was crazy. Dude, I hate cramps. Okay. I think I should be good. Alright. Um but yeah, um <laughs> going back, oh my goodness. That was crazy, dude. Like I just felt the cramp in my hamstring. That was that was wild. But um yeah, just going back to just like the toxic, the toxic uh, masculinity, and just uh, um, with just how our world portrays it, and especially men, man. Like I think for the longest time, I was always growing up like bottling up my feelings, put them under the rug, just just keep trucking, keep trucking, keep trucking. Um, 
and especially that is very common in the black community um very common um and and that like people don't realize the the uh the pain and the lasting long effects that does that to your mental health and it and i knew for me for a while i hit a point where it things kind of just spiraled man um it just kind of spiraled um it probably didn't happen until like 2018 when I moved to Memphis, when I went mm. and did ministry with college students down there, man, one of the best times of my, in my, in my life, as far as like doing ministry and like expanding my horizons, stepping out of Ohio, um, probably one of the most coolest experience. Um, I would never, I would never take that experience for for granted. Learned a lot. Learned a lot of who who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I actually where I started. I started counseling around that time, dude. It's gonna be like two years and like, I think in February. Third, twelfth, maybe twelfth would be two years going on. Going what made you want to get into counseling when you got down there? Did, uh, was there like a specific thing that happened where you're like, oh, I can't do it anymore. I need to go and like seek professional help. Yeah, man. I think I got to a point where ministry was like, so I've never been in ministry. So ministry was kind of that last minute official ministry. Yeah, official least. ministry, like like working for an organization. Like I. I was just and like being, especially moving out of Ohio, moving to a new place, um, moving to somewhere just foreign, dude. Felt like, um, yeah, just it just felt like I was in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I'd probably describe it. I felt like I was in the wilderness. Um, You're out foreign. of your co- a comfort. You were no longer in a comfortable surrounding. Right, right. You were not seeing what you knew anymore. Right, and then that was a one thing I had to really like accept and grow on and knowing like this is how life is going to happen and if you want and i remember dude and and i remember my prayer for the longest time um was god show me show me uh like i want to i want to grow i just want to grow i want to get out of my comfort zone and then when that answer was prayer when i go to ministry i was like hold up not that I don't want to move out of Ohio. And he's like, nah, you're going to, you prayed about it. Like, <laughs> um, so that was, it's, it's just funny. I always look back when I tell people, I'm like, man, that is, that is hilarious. Like, <laughs> like God would, Oh God is just funny. He so just you, you were funny. essentially praying for like, God, show me where you want me to go. Mm-hmm. And you were not expecting him to, lead you out of state into a place where you didn't know anyone Mm -hmm. you're no longer around your friends you didn't have access to your family Mm -hmm. you didn't expect that no i didn't bro and that's that's honestly what god does man and but at the end of the day what did you just what did you decide what did you decide to do i went for it i went for it and accepted the call accepted the call and even though it was and it's and it's the it's the riskiness I think we're, especially as Christians, we are, and it, and I think with everybody, I think we are scared. Getting out of your comfort zone is scary, man. When yeah. you're so used to a surrounding for a good period of time, bro, like this is it. Like, it's like God always talks about, man, we, we cannot grow unless we, he is like 
stretching us, mm-hmm. stretching us out, um, being in places where where it's uncomfortable. It's like working out. Yeah, yeah. Your muscles get stretched out. They uh-huh. they rip a little bit. Uh-huh. But all in all, like the end result is you get stronger mm-hmm. and more in shape, and it's yeah. kind of the same thing. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly the same thing, man. And um, I even remember that even I was working out. Like there was that period I was like, man, this is like, like I don't know if I want to do this. This is really hard. Am I going to like – Stay consistent because mm-hmm. consistency is key. And um, but eventually I did it. Um, and just it's it's not even just something I want to get strong, but it's a lifestyle. Like it 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 helps me release stress. It helps me mm-hmm. release the things that I um, that I deal with in 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 current day to day basis. And so like it's like no, like the gym is like my space to like be me. And yeah. Be. And kind of being in my own zone and kind challenge of yourself. Challenge yourself. I love. Yep, I love being challenged. And that's how I feel with skateboarding. Yeah, yeah, bro. No, exactly. Yeah, it's just like challenging yourself. Like even doing, like I know watching you with your cool tricks and trying <laughs> to like, man, I'm trying to get this trick down. And we'd be like, even when we were living together, like. Dude, can you record? You record. I mean, it'd, it'd be like a half hour. Like I know. St- you're still recording me. I know. I'm like, bro. When is it gonna be out? He's like, dude, just like two more. This is like, that's the process, man. Yeah, for me. Yeah, no, man, no, I get it, bro. Everyone, everyone has a process, man. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, man, I think just like with with me moving, uh, accepting the call from God, going to Memphis and doing college ministry, I think it was the best position um, for me. I think it was people who pushed me. Uh, um, people like um, you had a good support structure. Good, down yeah, there, you? definitely. Uh, so Eric Ritchie, who works with the CCO, Eric Ritchie, really great guy, uh, really great brother. Uh, me and him, he's the sole reason why I, um, one of the, my biggest in, in, influencers, influencers slash like just a disciple mentor as far as like spiritual guidance. He was. Man, he was there, dude. I remember he was like trying to see, he was trying so hard, man. Cause I was finishing my associate's degree and he's like, dude, just try to do ministry, man. And I'm like, nah, I'm not doing ministry. I just want to work. And dude, he just kept pushing me every night. I kid you not, bro. We met at B-dubs at like 10 PM just for him to talk me like, into going into ministries like bro this could be a cool opportunity you could be going to memphis I, there's a lot of historic things in memphis dude like i know you will thrive and and looking back now that um his willingness to really support me and make me i was never really used to that kind of support so mm. i think that's why i kind of like i was like why are you why are you doing this but like it made me realize like man like there's people that do believe in me people who know my potential that i have potential because that's that's one thing i need to hear from people is just like the affirmation and like um and 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 that's how i feel most loved is just like people telling me that they they believe in me words of affirmation words of affirmation yeah words of affirmation that that they believe in me and that they are for me um, that I'm seen, that I'm known, that I'm loved. Um, that's a huge, that's a huge one for me. And he was, Eric was definitely that guy. Like Eric was, it was almost like he was giving you like the type of fatherly support that you needed, but you couldn't get because 
your dad wasn't around yeah no yeah that yeah for sure like even yeah man that's a great that's a great example like, obviously he's not old enough to be your dad right i know like which is weird. Kind of, he was like filling that role a little bit <laughs> you know? he, he'll probably listen to this and be like what he'll yeah. just probably start laughing <laughs> but like yeah man i mean that yeah like he was he was he was supportive like he would not stop and i'm glad he didn't stop like right. i'm glad I'm glad that he saw something in me that was potential, even though I didn't go in the ministry route. Like he was, he was there. Um, he was there. He was supportive, and and the people that I was down there with, man, really great people. Um, I had a really, I had a really good team. Now I look back, really great, great team. I miss, I do miss the kids, man. Those, those, those kids were great, man. I built. I built really good relationships. Um, it was hard at first, uh, I would say. It took probably like a couple months to to really start get things going, especially when you're in a new like area. feel like you're fitting in. Fitting in and like I started to fit in about like the fourth or fifth month. Just kinda like my one friend, uh Melissa uh Reeves. We call her Reeves, but she she was just like a really great friend and cause she was in the CCO the year before mm. and she was just very, she just opened me up to Memphis, showed me around places. We would do stuff like, I mean, we would like, yeah, we would, we would hang out. Like we would do a bunch of stuff um, together and she was like a really, she, she really helped in that process and that journey when I was, in Memphis, um, because it would not like I don't know how it would turned out if we if she didn't was willing to like let me in and like really showed me the ropes, even though she wasn't in ministry, but she was in ministry the year before. But but just being friends and just yeah, she was just yeah, she was awesome. So she she played a huge she played a huge role in that and just like yeah, my my we had a good team. I mean, we did a lot of fun stuff together. We went to the Civil Rights Museum, um, which which is awesome, very, very sobering, very just well done. I mean, you could spend all day try to read stuff and not even get half because there's just so much to read about, dude. And, right. Um, also, when I that year when I was down there celebrating MLK Day was his bro. It it it. I mean, they go all in, man. I mean, the place. I remember. I went on the tour of the Lorraine Motel where MLK was shot. Mm. Going to, I remember like looking at his hotel room where everything was like his. I mean, it's it's such a sobering experience, and I was just like, "This is where he was at. This is the spot he was shot at." And I remember my friend um, Kay at the time. She was. I remember we were standing at the spot where the shooter shot him from. And she, I just remember her standing there. She was like, she was just quiet. And I was like, what's wrong? She's like, this is the spot where that the shooter like shot MLK from, from this distance. And it was just so sobering, dude. And I, and I started tearing up. I was like, dang, like that's, man, that's sobering. Like mm-hmm. that, that, that is very, very sobering. And so, man, and yeah, we took students, we took students, uh, down there that year too amazing man just amazing experience i'm i'm really grateful that i got the experience mlk day um down in memphis because it's very historic man because that's where he was last seen that like that was that was his last hurrah like Mm -hmm. um 
And yeah, man, I mean, we took even the students to Alabama. We took them to Selma, Alabama. Like that is where that's another historic spot where Bloody Sunday was uh, was at. Um, very man, just a very horrific day. Um, just uh, with Martin Luther King and John Lewis, who was part of Congress, who passed away um, yeah. not too long ago. He he marched with MLK that day um um i think it was the second or either first or second time maybe the first or probably the second time but yeah but the first time i think john lewis like led the march and then they just got people were mur- people were just beaten up to death by police officers um as they were trying to cross the bridge to march wow walkful uh uh peace- peaceful protesting and we went to the bridge bro we took the students in the bridge, and I just remember you just felt like it was weird. Like Heather, my uh, mentor at the time, she was just like, I remember feeling this like darkness overshadowing, like kind of like man, people who walk this bridge to, to to protest peacefully, protest, um, like it 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 was just a it was I just remember like the horrificness of it and just being like oh the my energy gosh. was kind of there the energy was there yeah and then once we got to the bridge bro like it's weird how that happens it's almost like that energy like never leaves yeah yeah like it's 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 it wild. could it could be mental mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. thinking about what's going on and yeah. then like almost like you're manifesting the energy mm-hmm. but who knows man it's it is weird like i've heard a lot of people say for anything like horrific that happens if you go back to those places where horrific things have happened there's this like mm-hmm. dark energy there almost and you mm-hmm. can like feel a heaviness right yeah that's like wild. yes heaviness and that's what i felt like kids felt that we had a lot of students of color so like students who are experiencing that first time and because we watched the movie selma by the way you should watch it bro okay um it's it's amazing me and naomi watched it uh not too long ago in our date night and, and i forgot how good that movie was um but yeah so we cross the bridge, bro, and then there's like more monuments of just like historic, uh, just events and mm-hmm. and dude, I remember like so I so I had this one student who, um, there was like a a grave for a slave member, mm. and I remember being like, oh my gosh, and and it I forget what it said. It said something like. We didn't know what's his name, but like we want to honor him. Wow! And just I was like, bro, I started crying, and then like two of the students that I knew, um, students of color, they they just kind of like I just remember they took a knee and just kind of had a moment of silence, and yeah, like even just thinking about it just makes me emotional, man, because I'm like, man, like I remember, I just remember feeling like, dang, like. Nobody like like just yeah I mean just um, innocent folks just um, being killed um, for absolutely no reason yeah and just at that time and so it was yeah it was that was very just sobering Um, Mm -hmm. it was very sobering and then dude then we went to Montgomery Alabama where I mean that I don't know if you know the the story of the um, the four little girls who were bombed at the 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 church where martin luther king preached 
Yep. The story we rings there. a bell. I don't. It's not like yeah. fresh in my mind right now. But yeah, but I that's what you're talking about. Yep. We went to we went to the church. Um, that was sobering. They have like they have like monuments of the four the four girls that were um, bombed on that Sunday morning um, at church, um, and that's part of like one of the first scenes in Selma they showed at. And I remember watching it and I, I forgot like that was the scene where they were just having a regular Sunday, just going down the steps and then boom, bomb, like four little um, black girls just killed, innocent, just killed. Um, and I remember being there too. And just like, man, this is crazy. Like this is where Martin Luther King preached at, like, and just think, and just, and like the most bizarre thing about him man is like his he was a modern day prophet like the way he entombed with Jesus was insane like he knew that night when he gave his famous uh mountaintop um speech he knew that was his like one of his last days here on earth because the work that he was doing was very risky like very risky, especially with the time of, of racism and division at that time, how it was just so heated and so raising. And he's fighting and for just, equality in a very hostile environment. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. In a way where a lot of people, I mean, like that's, that's risky and that's hard. And it's, and I mean, it, and he knew you could just tell in his tone and his speech, um, that he was like, yeah, the like you can just tell like it was he knew his his days were coming and God was speaking him through um, and even oh this is also cool man like even during Selma when they marched they marched I think they tried to march three times the third time they like marched all the way through but I think the 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 second time Martin Luther King Jr. joins them and then once they saw like all the the police officers with their horses and like ready to like things pop. We're just going to get ready to beat down. Like the first time he like need, I remember he like slowly kneeled down, took a sec, got up and just walked away. Cause he, God knew he was like, cause they, cause the police officers, they all like scattered and like made way. Hmm. But but Martin was like, I don't know if this is a like a trick. I don't know like, but I just don't feel this is right. So he like went back. Well, so like he kneeled, and then they made like a pathway for them to pass. But then he felt uncomfortable about passing, even though they were mm-hmm. appearing to let them mm-hmm. through. Yep, and went back, and people were upset. People were upset who were protesting. They're like, why are we just go there? Like, but. Martin just knew because he was praying when he was kneeling. He was praying. That's like, what I was thinking. He was praying, and um, and he just knew. And then the third time, when because the movie is about the the voters, uh, the voters' rights, um, and when the when they like started protesting, and when they got the uh, bills approved for voting rights for uh, people of color, and like that, I mean, that was a huge historic moment, um, especially in the South, man. And so it was, yeah, and yeah, do you you need to watch the movie? It's just it, it's just very, very, very powerful, very inspiring in a lot of ways. I know it inspired me a lot. 
in a lot of ways. Like, just even thinking back, like, my dad was, he was a huge MLK activist. My mom would tell me all the time. Like, I would, I remember having a sh- bunch of sh- old shirts that he would wear. I would actually need to find them because they were, like, dope, man. Of him, like, speaking, him, like, it, it, it was, like, a cool, it had, like, a 90s vibe. I was, like, man, like, this is, like, vintage, like, vintage Clothing. stuff. Yeah, so... Yeah, so he was a huge activist for him, man, and he just, yeah, he was a big fan of MLK and for uh, racial equality and just like, yeah, he was just, yeah, it was it was amazing, man, amazing, and so, um, yeah, uh, I think, I think a lot of that time was just very very sobering very it made me realize like there's more to this world other than me being used to my comfort zone Mm. and knowing that god was pushing me um i'm glad he pushed me i'm glad he used the people to push me um because we need people like that (laughs) we need people who will push us because that makes us better um Cause we need each other, man. We need community. And it goes back to how, like we, when we used to live, live together with all the guys, like mm-hmm. we wanted, I mean, community was so important to try to keep each other accountable and like following Jesus together. And when you have that man, like you it's can't powerful. stop that powerful and nothing can stop it, dude. Even when the enemy tries to stop, like there's just nothing like you, you can't stop it. Um, and so, yeah, that time, that time in Memphis, dude, I, yeah, I miss I miss my people. I see them from time to time on social media and just interacting with some students that I had and just my time there was like even though it was rough at times and very heartbreaking and very um yeah, just a lot of yeah, just some some wounds there, but it was it changed me a lot as a, as a as a person just uh see growth in strengthen you and yeah to strengthen me and like to yeah to really just be in yeah just to be open to new things being open to like it's okay to be open to new things junior yeah (laughs) like i had to tell my tell myself like it's okay like people that you have at home they're always going to support you dude they're not going anywhere yeah and so yeah i mean yeah man i mean that's that's kind of it currently right now, man. I mean, um, right now I'm back. I'm back in school. Um, I'm going into middle childhood education. That's kind of a path that I took took um, recently, and just feeling that that's where God is leading me is to teach. And the word that comes to mind is impact. Mm. Um, I think that's one of the the journals that I was uh, doing. Um, it's called it's called Breathe. And it's a black man's journal that I did for 30 days. And it just gives you prompts of each day. It's really cool. So you like circle, like, what are you feeling today? Anxious, um, sad, frustrated, grateful. Um, it's, it was really cool. And he would give you like a prompt. And I remember one of the prompts during the middle of it was, what is your superpower? And, I, and it took me time, dude, to think. I'm like, what is my superpower? I'm like, and then I was like, the word impact just came into mind. I was like, impact, I think. And he had some examples, and impact was one of them. And I was like, impact. 
I was like, yes. I think throughout my life, without even realizing it at times that people that have impact and like didn't and me thinking like, no, that wasn't wait me. And just like, I, I did it. But also just like remembering like, um, you know, God does that with us. Um, God, uh, he's using you yeah, to impact other right, people in yeah, positive ways, right. In positive ways and just encouragement and just being a really good encourager. Um, so impact and, and, and just encouragement was big, big for me. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, I, that's, that's where I think God was like, okay, like, let's go back to, let's go back to school and teach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, back to school. Are you kidding me? Like, oh my gosh. Like it was already rough getting my first degree, but like, but I mean, it's just, it just shows that I, I, I know now for sure, like God is like, yeah. That's where he's leading you. Yeah, like he's like, all right, dude, this is this is where I'm calling you here, and so and I mean, so that's where I'm at, man. I'm I'm going to school, going uh, coaching, um, working and coaching track for Mason High School. Yeah, yep, varsity sprinters, varsity sprinter coach. Crazy so, full circle how you get brought back to that, right? It's crazy, bro. I I was telling that to somebody. I was like, it is crazy how. Full circle and the way God does things, dude. It's, it's he just he literally started where me I'm at, and then like I kind of wandered off, coming back, like, taking just, detours. Yeah, just taking detours, and that and that's okay. And also, I just want to say for the people who are listening to, like, man, like life is not always gonna be a straight path. It's not cookie cutter. It's not cookie cutter. I mean. You're going to go through some crap. You're going to go through some storms. And that's just part of life. It's just how you approach them and how you handle them. Like knowing like everything, what you are feeling in those moments is super valid. Like it is okay to be sad. It is okay to cry. It is okay to get angry. But it's what are the healthy approach of what is a healthier approach of tackling those things. And so. But well, can I just encourage you real quick with something? Yeah, bro. Okay, so I may have already told you this, uh, but I may not have. Um, and I'm not going to name the person just out of privacy. Um, mm-hmm. I doubt they would care, but just in case. But mm-hmm. um, I was reminded of it when you were saying the word impact came to your mind and that God was telling you or like putting on your heart that you have mm-hmm. the ability to have an impact on people. And that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why you're doing what you're doing as far as like furthering your education. Mm-hmm. So like, I know that to be true one for myself. And I've told you that before, like you've had an impact on me and you've been always been encouraging and like, you've always pushed me and whatnot. And just, we've never had bad words between each other, you know, like even if we've had tough conversations, you know, it, it ends great. So anyways, right. my point is, is that this specific person, um, I'll just say he's tattooed you before. That's all I'll say. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I remember like, I think I just, I randomly ran into him or something like that. But, um, I was mentioning like, Hey, I, you know, I noticed you tattooed junior. Like, that's awesome. Like me and him have become really good friends and just crazy how like I'm friends with you and you know him and like, all these cool things. And like, I've also been tattooed by him. So like, right. We kind of have that in common, but he was like, man, like there's never been a time where I've known junior where he is in a bad mood. And he was like, I'm sure he's, he's got times where he's in a bad mood, but he's always laughing and got a good smile on his face. And he was like, that just, 
he you may or may not have said impacted him, but that's kind of what he was saying is like you there's just like this light about you. Like you just kind of give off like light and positivity and like goodness and purity. And so like wow. I just want to encourage you with that because like maybe you've doubted it before. Like, oh, me, you know, I yeah. have impact, but like it yeah. is true. Wow. So. Wow, man. No, dude, that's that, Zach. That's man. That's very kind, dude. That's uh, I appreciate that a ton. Um, That's I mean, that's yeah, like it's. I know at times I, I'm always battling my inner critic, dude. <laughs> I think we all do to some degree. Like we all yeah. have something in our inner critic that we battle through. But, dude, yeah, I mean, that's I, I'm very just honored um, in, the, in the words that you said. And um, they mean a lot, dude. Like I don't take them lightly. <laughs> and it, it, means, it means it means a lot, man. And hear people like that, and especially the person that we were talking about, like – yeah, that just yeah, that man, like that that just brings this joy in my heart knowing what and that's part of bro, and that's part of the spirit. Like yeah. think about it, like in Galatians five, like like the list of the fruits of the spirit, man, like one of them is joy. Like joy, like he gives us there's just a different light, dude, when we like God gives us inside of us and when we uh advance that to the world and people see and people see that and people yeah. not even people who, who are necessarily not believers yet, but they they notice something different in your light and and they're like, Oh my gosh, like, dude, you just bring a presence and knowing that like man, like God is doing that, dude. He's doing that through us and, and you know, we should be taking uh that credit back to him and mm -hmm. it's just um it's it's amazing and just very it's very cool when people notice that when you don't even like see it yourself at times or you're just kind of like doing your thing and you're like what me like me but that's also like yeah like the spirit inside of you mm -hmm. <laughs> is doing that so yeah all right i just thought of one more thing Oh. And I'm going to encourage you again. So okay. <laughs> this is, I, I'm going to paraphrase. And if you really want to look it up, you can just Google mm -hmm. these key words, mm -hmm. Bible verse, and then like what I'm going to say mm -hmm. um, for anyone who's listening that may want to look it up. Um, so I'll pull it together. Like mm -hmm. uh, building on what I just said about you. Right. Those things are true. I Not only are they true, but they're also consistent with you. It's not like occasionally that's how you are, but consistently that's how you are. And I think what you're really good at is here's where I'm going to reference and paraphrase, AKA I'm not going to quote this scripture word for word, but I'm getting the general gist of this passage of scripture out. This is, uh, this is it. So right, right. essentially it says like, um, always be like cautious of remembering that no matter who you're talking to, like whether you know know them or you don't know them, like mm -hmm. you could be entertaining angels. And basically what it's saying is like anyone that you talk to, like always be a light, like always give off positivity, hope, light, love, because you might be in the presence mm -hmm. of like an angel. And like mm -hmm. maybe that's hard for people to believe, but I've heard several stories where people are like, they're like, I'm pretty sure I met an angel today. Like they're in the form of a human being. And then like, you know, they had this conversation with someone and they gave them this word and all of a sudden they turn back around. And they're just like nowhere to be found. So anyways, I just say that because like, I think like, 
I've just never heard anyone say anything bad about you. And so I think you do a good job of maybe you're not thinking about that passage when you're going about your life. Maybe you can moving forward, but I think you do a good job of like anyone you come into contact with, like you've always got a great positivity and like you're just like radiating light and joy. Wow. So, wow, man. Yeah, dude, again, I, I appreciate that, Zach. Um, much love, dude. Like that's, that's so encouraging and like, yeah, like, I mean, that's, I think that's, those are one of the things I think I, especially as a believer and as a human being, um, you know, trying to be more understanding of people who are in different stages in life and trying to be like a light to anybody who's around. And I think mm-hmm. it's one of those things I, I honestly just don't, I don't think about. I just, I mean, I just... I just do. And it's just your nature. Of who yeah. You are. Like, yeah. And just like accepting that. Cause I think for the longest time, I'm always like, no, this is me. But like, like God telling me like, dude, this is you. Like you're, you're bringing light, man. Embrace it. Like embrace it. You're loud. Embrace it. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, I have a funny story. But so I was, <laughs> I was at my girlfriend's house the other night and, uh, her mom i started so dude i'm a what's it called again i always forget this when you're so obsessed about your health oh hypochondriac yes okay i'm that i have that so they have a blood pressure machine so i'm taking my blood pressure because and it's good like i'm just i'm just always like i'm just a health now i just like to make sure i'm good and so like i'm like they're getting my blood pressure sister walks in they have all these gummies you know how much i love gummies of lifesaver gummies we bought from kroger's so her sister grabs the box and I'm like, do not touch it. And like everybody was like, oh my gosh. And people were like, I've never Did you scream? Heard- or oh like yeah. Yell? Oh yeah. And my blood pressure went up and I and, and I was like, I've never heard anybody scream that loud. Like And you probably like- weren't even screaming that loud, but you do have like a deeper like voice that carries yeah like that's what that that yeah that that and that yeah and that's what people say like people say it just carries out dude and like i can hear you not like in a sense of annoyance annoyance but like just being annoying but like i can hear like it just carries and it's sweet like oh i know that's junior and so yeah like that was i just laughed so hard especially man i love my gummies man and like it you gotta ask first you gotta ask first like hey <laughs> real quick have you ever made the the poor decision of eating of eating sugar-free haribo gummy bears nope nope you can test it out if you want but apparently it's like within minutes of eating several you just have like explosive diarrhea i don't oh know oh my god i don't know what it is but it's like a side effect what oh heck no i don't you, i don't want that don't, i don't, want don't that. do that but i challenge you to go to amazon look up sugar-free haribo and then go and look at the reviews they will be the funniest things you'll really ever. you'll you'll laugh so hard reading them oh my gosh bro yeah. <laughs> so all right all right all right all right Dope, anyways man. um so if you do you feel like you've kind of like gotten out what you want to get out? Uh, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? Or are you good? Yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty much hit 
obviously there's always going to be something you miss but like i think i hit pretty the main points i wanted to talk about today and um i'm yeah like i mean like yeah yeah i think i got pretty much everything i wanted to say today so awesome yeah bro thank you bro for allowing me to be your what number guess i am now uh six six day yeah man dude keep them coming bro keep them rolling dude every um, monday at 7 a.m eastern time they will be available on google podcasts hopefully soon apple podcasts i don't know yes. why i have not been allowed on their platform yet um <laughs> and then spotify yes so every seven every monday morning at 7 a.m Yes, dude. I love it, man. I love the keep that consistency because that's, that's my goal. I don't want to have a lull right. or like a week where I can't deliver. Right. Because there's a lot of people I know who who do this kind of stuff and they just kind of like, hey, man, I haven't heard you from a while. Like, bro, keep it going. It feels like you have a great thing rolling. I'm proud of you. Thank I'm you. proud of what you're doing and the giving people space to just talk, bro. You're all really, glory goes yeah. to God. I really feel like yeah. he led me into this. Yeah, and, man. And you're just, bro, you just have a really... I also want to affirm this, like you really do have, you do a great job of listening, man. You do, you do a good job of like saying questions, when to say questions. Um, you're just, yeah, you do a really good job, Thank man. You. And I I'm just, uh, I'm just honored to be in this space with you and to, of course, to be able to share my story and for, for the listeners to hear. And I hope somebody's encouraged, um, from this when they hear it, um, I'm hoping and praying it brings um, light and knowing like the things that I even talked about a little bit of just struggleness um, that they can relate and knowing that they're not alone. And yeah, that's the goal. So, yeah. And yeah. So, well, I'm honored you came on and I really appreciate it. So yeah, uh, maybe, maybe if I'm hopefully, I don't want to say if I'm still doing it, I'm just going to expect it. <laughs> and however long it is, I'm just going to keep doing this. Uh, we can revisit an update on your life. Yes. So maybe by then you'll be married. Maybe you'll have kids. <laughs> maybe you'll have a teaching degree. Who knows? Who we'll knows, bro? Who knows? I mean, this this life is life is a journey, man. There's yeah. no finish line. It's there's always going to be something new along the journey. And so, yep. yeah, man. Yeah, dude. I appreciate you, bro. And this this was great. I love I love this time, dude. It just Good, felt like old times. Just yeah. Just chatting talking about life and like we did when we lived with each other and so yeah yeah man so cool well thanks again man have a good rest of your day yeah bro you too thanks bro appreciate you you're very welcome Thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode of the Second Life Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe and follow on Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Go give the Second Life Podcast Instagram a follow as well. We'll talk to you next week on Monday.